Becca. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the People's Choice episode eight. And I'm joined here is my true honor. This is a great friend of mine's Becca the Tank. You know, I love I love that name. <laughs> I always let my guests do a little introduction for themselves starting off. So you can have the floor. Okay. Um, well, my name is Becca, as you know. I am 22 years old. I currently live in Raleigh. Uh, me and Dom just moved up here recently. I am a competitive powerlifter. I compete in USAPL and I create bartending content on Instagram and YouTube as well. Um, I work in Wake Forest as an office manager and yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot that's going on in my life right now. So. Oh, I mean, those are incredible things right there. You got to give yourself a little more credit than that. That's <laughs> awesome, Becca. <laughs> So, so did you grow up in uh, North Carolina or like, are you from, are you from North Carolina? Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm actually from Jacksonville, North Carolina. If you Ooh. know where that is, it's on the coast. One of my biggest supporters too, uh, living in Jacksonville right now. Shout out to you, John. I see, <laughs> I'll see you in December. Okay, bro. I'm gonna see you in December. <laughs> is he coming up? What was that? Is he coming up or are y'all going down? I'm going down. I'm going down to see him. I couldn't make it to his birthday. I ended up catching a really bad cold, so oh. it dampened that. But I told him I got him in December. I got a break uh, for my job coming up, so nice. I'll see you. <laughs> Definitely. So you said you grew up in Jacksonville. What was that like for you growing up in Jacksonville? Um, I mean, I grew up on a military base, so you get to see a lot of different things while you're growing up, different kinds of families, different kinds of cultures. So it was it was a very unique experience. I didn't really move out of Jacksonville like most military families do. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I graduated high school down there as well. And that's when I ended up moving to Fayetteville, which is another military town. So it was like kind of jumping from one military town to another. <laughs> it wasn't Definitely. that much of a culture shock, surprisingly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting for sure. Um, I don't really talk to a lot of people from high school from back there anymore, but there are a couple that I still do talk to some of my very, very close friends. So that's awesome. You know, that's, that's what it's about. You know, you got to keep, keep that slick few and, you know, keep them close because I wish I could keep in touch with everybody from high school. It's just kind of hard, but the ones I do, they know that I love them. Exactly. And you went to a uh, college out there too in Fayetteville, right? You went to a uh, Methodist, right? Yeah, I went to Methodist University. I graduated with my bachelor's in business administration and marketing. Awesome. It's you. What was Methodist like? I had a couple friends that went there. They, they said it was just a little too much for them though. But um, how was it like there for you and graduating and stuff? It really wasn't that bad. Um, it's not a party school to say the least because it's, it's a dry campus. So it's a little bit different than a public school too, because it is private. Um, I actually didn't have that bad of a time at Methodist. I, for the most part, actually enjoyed it there. I've made a couple of really close friends and I ran cross country my freshman year. Um, mm -hmm. I did 
pretty decently in college. I, <laughs> it's hard to talk about my experience because I didn't do much after my freshman year. I worked full time for most of the time I was in college. So I didn't get like that full experience of like, oh, I just went to college. Like I worked full time. I went to school full time. I did everything I possibly could. So it was it was interesting to say the least. Definitely. And um it's funny you, you mentioned the um, cross country because one of the mailbag questions we'll get to a little later. Oh. Someone asked about uh, have you played other sports, <laughs> but you answered already, so we'll we'll get to that a little later on the show. So um, let's talk about uh, powerlifting. When did that journey really begin for you? So I started. I kind of started powerlifting in 2017. I really did not compete until 2018. Um, but my first introduction to powerlifting was in 2017 and I was in the school gym one day and I met a couple of people that powerlifted and they were like, Hey, you should really consider doing this. So I started doing some of the basic movements, you know, squat bench and deadlift. I was trying to build up a stronger core so I could maintain stuff like that. And then I got introduced to wraps. I got introduced to competing and then it just kind of took off from there when I did my first competition in March of 2018 and there was instead I've just kind of never stopped <laughs> <laughs> you are a natural at that believe it or not you've been doing this only since 2017 that's that's mm -hmm. amazing because I've seen yeah. your videos and follow you I mean you, you know your form is really good and, and everything you're just constantly growing so that's great Becca thank you I really appreciate that it's it's been a lot of work it's not it's definitely not something that happened overnight for me it took a lot of adjusting and nitpicking myself but you know when I, when I was when I had a coach um I really enjoyed having someone to feed off of and to learn from and to listen to and to really get that feedback so it's been interesting so far awesome and what was your first meet like um uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad I actually don't remember much of my first meet so I, comp I originally started competing in powerlifting and wraps. Um, and if you're not familiar with that, it's not it's not a knee sleeve. So it's, it's this very stretchy piece of material that you literally wrap around your knee and it holds your knee in place while you squat. And it's meant to give you extra stability and support when you're coming out of the hole in the squat. And it's supposed to help you add anywhere between, I think it's like 30 to 50 pounds on your squat. I don't know the exact amount that it's supposed to add, but there's science that <laughs> proves, <laughs> yeah, there's science behind it all. And um, I, I remember my first squat, I got it up and I was fine. And then it fell off of my back because I was so oh. nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in a, I was in a monolift. So a monolift is like, they have J hooks that come down and then there's a um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. it's kind of like a jack where it lifts the handles up and you don't have to walk out the bar. So all you have to do is stand there and make sure that you have it on your back. Um, and they didn't bring it down in time. So it fell off of my back. Like they had me holding it there for a good 10 seconds. So it just, I guess it just fell off of my back and yeah, that was, it was really weird. <laughs> but. <laughs> I um I used to actually bench really close grips, so I was benching like right here. It oh, was same. Really weird. It was uncomfortable, but very um, yeah. 
since then I've actually expanded my grip, but <laughs> like when, when I was um, playing football and um, constantly working, I used to do close, basically close grip bench as my regular bench. My coach used to get on me constantly. Like you're going to mess up your elbows, your wrists eventually. <laughs> Why didn't that? <laughs> I'm like, all right, He's like, you see the line on the bar. What? <laughs> I thought you when you said you did. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. <laughs> no, a lot of people start doing close grip when they first start with bench, and then they just kind of find their way out. I actually do the max grip in my federation now, which is my thumb along the ring. So it's like I'm like all the way out here when I'm benching. So it's it's actually a technicality thing, but I enjoy close grip. Like I still do close grip, not to that level where it's like this close. But <laughs> <laughs> So when you, um, you know, you dived into that fitness industry, basically in like 2017. So who was really like someone you looked up to or like inspired you really to just stick with it? Oh, gosh. Um, is that a good question? <laughs> it is a good question, but I honestly can't think of anybody and not in a bad way. I, I've been an athlete my whole life and it has powerlifting has given me a different sense of purpose um and of course you know i don't it's not my only identity or it's not my only thing and it's it's been something that i've just grown with um i don't know <laughs> i guess i guess it's just kind of like i've been the one keeping myself going on it um my boyfriend has inspired me quite a lot in the recent years um since we've started you know, dating and whatnot. Um, he's Such been, an awesome guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he's been a very big inspiration for me, of course. Um, I just don't have anybody that sticks out in mind, though. There's, I could say anybody in the sport, really, because this is this is a very hard sport, and yeah. you have to have a certain level of crazy to keep going with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Becca, that's amazing, though. Like, that's just some high praises, because, like, with me and many people that I know, we had to kind of, like, watch these either these videos to keep ourselves on track, motivated, or, like, who to, like, pattern. But for you, you're, like, basically just me. Like, that's amazing. Like, that's a strong mindset to have. Like, that is awesome. No, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, we know 2020 has been a roller coaster of a year, especially with, you know, COVID and stuff going on. And, you know, seeing like, you know, your videos and your competition and stuff, I have to ask, what is it like working out with that mask on? Like, I can't imagine, like, it's hard working, <laughs> let alone like trying to move and lift. Like, how, how is that? It honestly doesn't bother me at all. I'll be quite honest. Like we have, um, it's kind of like a stretchy fabric material for the mask that allows me to still be able to breathe and work out in it without having to feel like I'm being suffocated. Um, I think a big part of it is the material that you're wearing. I feel safe and I feel comfortable working out at the gym still. Um, I competed in a mask, was not bothered by it one bit. Like it's, it is what it is. And you just kind of have to suck it up and realize like, okay, yeah, I might not like it, but in order to protect others and to still be able to do what I want to do, I have to do this. Um, it's really not that bad though. So there's, I will say in the summertime, it was very brutal. 
Um, not because I couldn't breathe in it, but because you you know how hot it gets here in North Carolina. Oh yeah. <laughs> the AC was out in our gym here in Raleigh the first couple of weeks we moved up here. And it was like dead of August. <laughs> it was um it was painful. It was a little painful. I was having a lot of dizzy spells back then, um, just because the AC was out and you know, you're sweating and it's 90 plus degrees out without the humidity and then add the humidity on. You just, it was a mess then, but now I'm a lot more comfortable for sure. Awesome. Because yeah, for my viewers, um, I know you guys are all around, but North Carolina heat is that's something serious. You ain't got no AC. Oof, it's, it's rough. It's brutal. Summers here are brutal for sure. Mm hmm. Definitely. So let's talk about your YouTube channel. You got basically, you know, two or you know, possibly some more in the works. You know, I did catch up that uh, catch that last episode. But let's talk about your fortune favors okay. uh, for the bold. <laughs> Sorry, I put that in. There. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what to talk about. It was really just um, it was just a training series for me. It was kind of an experiment to see what I liked and disliked about talking about my training openly. Um, I post about my training on my Instagram, but actually diving into it on a YouTube series was a little bit different. So for me, I was really just aiming to make it kind of like a, I guess in a sense, like a diary, quote unquote, a diary anyway, so that when I am still competing in a couple of years, I can look back and be like, oh, okay, this is what I was doing two years ago. Like this is why I was doing X, Y, and Z. Um, it's more so just like a documentation thing that I was doing and I would love to keep doing those. It's just a matter of when the next meets are going to be because of all the closures and whatnot right now, which sucks, but, um, I'm intending on doing something very similar in terms of like training vlogs again and whatnot, just okay. not making them as I guess like stiff where I'm just sitting here talking to a camera about what I did on squat, what I did on bench, what I did on deadlift, what I focused on, what I felt I could have worked on better, what I could have done with this or that. Um, I think that might be my next route with those training vlogs. Um, Cause I seem to get a little bit better feedback when I was doing things like that. Mm -hmm. So basically everyone stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm still going to keep up with the bartending videos, but um, I'm just, I'm kind of figuring out what I like to make and what I don't like to make um, on top of, you know, working full time and coaching all the time and training full time. So it's it's been a balancing act for me. And YouTube has been kind of on the back burner as of recent mm -hmm. in that aspect anyway. Yeah, that's I relate to that very well because like. I show like a lot of attention to, you know, the show from Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And then I'm still trying to balance out my life. And then like, I have people hit me up. Hey man, your YouTube channel is looking a little dry there. You just, you just upload the, the finished product. I'm like, yeah, guys, we got to get used to that, you know, documenting my steps and stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> I promise all my peeps out there, it, I'm going to get better at that. I just, I got on my to-do list. So I understand you completely, Becca. Yeah, shit happens, man. You just got to kind of go with it. You got to do what you can do at the end of the day. For real. But one thing I love about like you, like, I just feel like you're very natural at it. Like you speak very genuine, like what you felt like you needed to like hit, if you need to like adjust, you know, like your diet or cuts or anything like that. Like it really like stands out. And that's why like, I love following, you know, your journey. 
like how long did it take for you to really get comfortable with the camera because it, it took me a while and i'm still kind of self-conscious where i'm like yeah hey, i should like lean this way or <laughs> don't smile too much of you people gonna see your big gap but see i don't care no more now but <laughs> at the time though so what about you how like how'd you get comfortable with that um i'm still not comfortable with the camera to be quite honest i <laughs> could have fooled I, me that's why <laughs> um i'm really good at just kind of forcing myself to do things and i know that sounds horrible but i i have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and talking to the camera makes me uncomfortable but i know it's going to benefit me in the end and it's going to make a better video because of that so i tend to kind of just go through like I'll take like an hour of like prep time before I start filming a video thinking like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this. And then I just kind of let it flow after that. I have essentially a base plan of what I want to talk about. And then I just kind of start rambling and then I'll clip here and there what I don't like or whatever, but it's, I'm still very uncomfortable though. Don't let that fool you. <laughs> it's not, it's not an appearance thing. It's more of like, I, I get nervous when I talk and not in like a weird way. Yeah, you, you understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my thing is, I'm just like, I hope everyone can hear me clearly because I'm naturally just like a quiet person. So I'm getting out of my comfort zone, but I'm like, man, I love talking to people and love what I'm doing. So it's like, I have to just say, you know, basically fuck it and just go for it. But same. I way. never would have guessed that with you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> see, well, well, see that's a good thing though because like when i'm comfortable like you get all of me like all this yeah. personality but if i'm just trying to fill you out you might get a real quiet version of me where i'm just reserved and like hmm, okay can i show them a little bit of my wacky side cool funny so uh, nah okay yeah <laughs> it's constant battle in my head right. <laughs> so um speaking about your you know your last episode um i was watching there was um the ending really stuck out to me where you was uh, bringing up some goals and you mentioned like some things that you had like on your, you know, not to do list, but I think you, you said like your, your pot, you know, you're stirring it up, got it cooking up. What are some of those things? If you don't mind diving into it, like what, what's next? Um, so I'm going to be doing a Christmas series for bartending. Um, hey, okay. The month of December, I will, tr I'm going to at least attempt to make a weekly video of, a couple of Christmas drinks that I have in mind. Um, I'm not going to reveal what they are because I'm still planning, but that is my intention starting this week is to get a couple of Christmas drinks started. Um, I also have the training vlogs coming and then I actually had a coaching announcement that I was planning on posting here soon. Um, I am a coach. I do coach powerlifting athletes, but we are actually expanding that and we're taking on more clients right now. And we're also creating a drive where our clients can go in and see instructional videos from us on how to do a certain exercise. So if let's say I had pause sumo deadlift programmed on a client's program, they can click on this drive, go look at it and they can see the different types of cues I have, what I expect from them and how to perform the exercise. And it's going to be this large drive filled with things like that, um, that me and Don are both working on for our Rise and Shine coaching. And it's it's just going to be a really awesome thing. I don't ever, I don't think I've ever actually heard of a coach doing that. And if they have, then I mean, I could be mistaken, but. I haven't, it's, so this is, this is great. 
Right. It's just a, it's something I've wanted to do for a while. And um, I'm just, I'm working towards getting that started by the end of this year and then having it as like the beginning of next year, kind of like implementing it and having it really come to life. So I'm really looking forward to that for sure. Um, I've got a couple other things brewing that I'm not going to talk about just yet because mm -hmm. they stay, stay, stay tuned, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's more so related to powerlifting and things that I am looking to hit next year. Um, but, you know, with COVID, I'm not going to hold that account. Like, I'm not going to hold that to next year because if COVID hits us again, obviously it's going to be hard to compete and get what I want. So um, I've definitely got some things in that alley cooking, though. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, see you basically shine, you know, on this journey. Okay, you got a lot, um, a lot of stuff going on. So let's dive into your coaching because you, you got into powerlifting or um, really that industry around 2017. When did the coaching start for you as well? So I was kind of like a personal trainer. I don't, I've never really cared for doing in-person training. I more so just did online things where I really started out as a lifestyle personal trainer. Um, I was helping people with their, just like their general weight loss goals, making sure that they stayed healthy, making sure that they are rehabbing anything that they needed to rehab. Like I had a client who had a really bad knee, so I didn't, I didn't make her do things that were triggering her knee, but I was also helping her to strengthen it at the same time. Um, she had a goal to lose, I think it was 10 pounds by a wedding and she ended up losing 15 because I had her following a certain set of macros. Um, and it just kind of took off from there. And I, I started learning more about powerlifting and how to program. And I started learning from different coaches and reading up on things like this. And I, I just became very nerdy about it. And I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I listened to seminars. I learned from my coaches. I learned from Dom. I learned from my friends in the gym. It just, I sought out a lot of information and then I started to actually transition into a powerlifting coach. Um, and of course I'm still learning and I'm always gonna be learning. There is something new in this industry every single day, but it's, I've, I've really enjoyed being a powerlifting coach. Um, it's not my full-time job. I would love for it to be my full-time job one day, but for now I work full-time and this is kind of like a side thing. Um, We're going to speak into existence. It's coming. We're for real. Positive. It's coming. <laughs> for real. I love all of my clients. So they're all fantastic. I try to take on more female athletes than I do male. Um, I think female strength is very important, especially in this day and age where women empowerment is a huge movement and I just I want women to feel empowered by the barbell and I want them to feel strong I want them to feel good about themselves so that's kind of where my main focus has been with powerlifting is to get a barbell into women's hands and to teach them proper form proper techniques so that they're not hurting themselves so that they feel confident and if they want to compete then that's okay they don't have to compete with me if they don't want to but the end goal is to make women feel strong and empowered and sexy. I guess in a sense is, <laughs> you know, like strong is sexy and it's, yeah. it's truth. Um, you don't see a lot of like quote unquote buff women out there, but I, I'm really loving seeing more strong women come to surface and it's, it's a wave. It's a wave for sure. That is awesome. Becca. I can't wait, you know, to continue to see, you know, 
you shine in that as well. You know, I mean, you got a lot of things you know going on, and that's amazing. I'm definitely 100 percent behind you when it comes to empowering women. You know, I try to push many of my uh, family members that are women that are not on the fitness level. I'm like, come on, come on, we're gonna go yet, because I know that grind, and and there's a lot of self doubt. But like, when you have someone like you or Dom or you know these positive coaches that are willing to work with you guys, I mean, that is just truly amazing. Right. I, I, I fully agree, you know, just you got to get all the women in the gym. It doesn't even have to be for, you know, being buff or stepping on a stage, just general health. Mm-hmm. That's 100% true. Now let's dive into um, your bar t- uh, attending uh, series. That is really, um, really cool. Like I, I when I first seen uh, episode one, I was like, oh, wow, that's that's neat. And like you really like I love how you just break it down, like, you know, your ingredients, you know the type of things like mix to get the color that you want, right? Like, that's awesome. When did you decide to start that uh, journey? So I was a bartender in college. Um, I worked at a brewery at first. I wasn't a bartender there. Um, My recent restaurant, I started bartending right before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit. And then, you know, it just, it kind of fell out with that. But um, I started back up whenever we started opening. Um, I... I don't know. I just, I've missed bartending and it was something that I had thought about earlier this year. I really love making drinks. I love the creativity behind it. I love that people get a certain sense of happiness when they taste certain drinks. And like, it's, it's something that I, I guess in a sense grew up with. Um, (laughs) My parents like to drink and not in a bad way or anything like that. Like they enjoy drinking, but they're not like excessive with it. So I guess I was kind of taught to limit how much alcohol you use. And it just, I have a very good basis of it. So when I got to actually bartending, I wanted to make sure that people were being safe about it, but also having fun and being able to wild out if they want to. My goal isn't to make you blackout drunk. My goal is to make you feel good. (laughs) Um, But with the bartending series, I just, I wanted to showcase different drinks that are macro friendly, that are low in sugar, that are low in carbs, that I was trying to figure out a protein style alcoholic drink it's hard it's very hard to make it not taste like doo-doo but (laughs) that's 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 really hard so i i just over time it's been something that i've thought about and then i was just kind of like you know what i'm moving to a new area i need to try this what what do i have to lose so i started doing it and i got a really good response out of it and i've just i've kind of kept going with it And even if I didn't get a really good response out of it, I still think I would have kept going because it's just, it's fun. I actually really enjoy it. And I enjoy being able to share a certain level of creativity while also making people feel good. Um, (laughs) I will say it's an expensive little hobby of mine though. (laughs) Liquor is expensive. (laughs) So what's, what's um, like your favorite drink to make so far? I love martinis. I love a Cosmo. I love the lemon drop martini. I really love margaritas too. Um, personally, I'm a vodka person, so I drink a lot of Tito's and cranberry. <laughs> um, Tito's is my favorite vodka for sure. Um, pe- people give me weird looks when I'm like, oh, I'm a vodka person. They expect me to be a whiskey person, but I'm not. Um, I can appreciate whiskey, but for drinking on a regular, I'm going to drink 
vodka. It doesn't give me a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> but those are some of my favorite drinks to make. Um, I'm looking to expand more into dark liquors, especially with December coming up, um, with whiskeys, with bourbons, um, you name it. It's it's something that I am just kind of journeying into and diving more into the creative aspect rather than the restaurant aspect of it. Awesome. So do you plan on having like uh, guests on your uh, bartending show? Of course, you know, with COVID going on, we're probably not going to have many guests, but like once the pandemic's over, do you plan on having like guests on the show, maybe doing like a, you know, interview as well as, you know, fixing them a great drink and showing the world how to do it? I wouldn't mind doing that. I've actually, con I've been considering talking to some of my other bartending friends and having them come on the show and do one of their favorite recipes with me. And then I do one of mine and then we just kind of sit and compare and talk. Um, I think that's kind of the goal. It's been something that I've been trying to get started with, but you know, with COVID, I am a little bit hesitant with having people over that I don't see on the regular. So it's definitely something that's gonna happen. Um, probably when the pandemic loosens up a little bit, but it's going to happen for sure. Awesome. I can't wait. I'm going to stay tuned to that. Awesome. So, Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, you're very, very much an uh, animal lover, as you know, you, you post on social media and stuff. Um, how long have you been loving animals? And of course, we got to talk about Bucky. <laughs> um, I grew up with dogs. So I, when I got to school, I just, it was weird not having a dog. So um, I got Bucky two years ago or something like that. I've had him for a long time. He'll be free in March. Um, I am actually not that big of an animal lover like you might think. I don't hey. like cats. No, um, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> I think some cats are cute, but I just, there's something about the claws that freak me out. Like at work, we have a work cat and she's cute, but like she's a psychopath. And <laughs> I want an animal that wants me. I don't like that cats are super independent. Like I want to, I guess I want to feel needed <laughs> by an animal. So, you know, Bucky, Bucky's like my little shadow. Like he follows me everywhere. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised he's not here in the office with me right now. Usually <laughs> he sits right underneath me on the underneath the desk and he keeps my feet warm. But you know, I I grew up with dogs. I love having dogs. I want more dogs, but it's hard in an apartment. <laughs> oh yeah. And I love dogs too, because my sister um she had a lot of cats at one point and cats are assholes. I'm sorry. <laughs> like for all my peeps that are cat lovers, I'm sorry. Oh, wait. I'm not sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I thought I lost my uh, connection, but yeah. Oh, no, my, um, yeah. My sister at one point had like 10 freaking cats because she had, she took in a cat then it got pregnant. Then got pregnant again. So now she's trying to get rid of all these cats and I'm over at her house. And I mean, they are, mm straight assholes i'm sorry all my peeps my cat lovers i'm sorry dogs is where it's at please get the dog <laughs> agree i fully agree with that <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about rise and shine you know you are very involved um for my peeps that seen you know episode three with dom you know he talks about you a lot how you guys come up with you know designs and ideas um when really did you get so like hands-on with Rise and Shine, and where do you plan on taking that business? So I am currently the CFO of Rise and Shine Lifestyle. I I think I really started getting involved in early 2019. Um, 
of course I have a business degree, so I was really helping with the financial aspect of it with making sure that everything was flowing properly, um, making sure the invoicing was going good, stuff like that. And just, I'm, I'm looking to really have it be its own entity one day and making sure that it's making as much money as we can while also being fair and being honest and open and transparent. Um, I, I truly love this brand and I love what I do with it. Um, I love my involvement with it and I cannot imagine not being involved in it. Like it's, I guess in a way it kind of turned into my baby as well as his. Um, I, I do have a little bit of a hand in the design process. Um, not that much because I'm not that creative. <laughs> um, I'm creative in other ways. And so I, I just kind of like, okay, I like that design. Let's go with it. And then I price it all out. I make sure that everything is running smoothly. I do like the accounting stuff. Um, I've, I help with the QuickBooks aspect of it, but I really do want to see it become its own entity and have, have it grow with us as we grow as individuals too. Um, we added on coaching as an aspect to Rise and Shine Lifestyle. Um, I would really love to see that take off too, but I just, I've got a nice little five-year plan in my head with it, but I don't want to talk too much about it because <laughs> it's too. More I, like a, I, I get it. <laughs> it's more of like a financial aspect of it. Um, just making sure that everything is flowing properly and whatnot, like I had mentioned. Um, but I, re I really do love it. It's it. I really would not trade it for the world. True. And I, I love it too. I mean, I've been telling Dom really since probably 2015, really, <laughs> since he really got the thing cooking. I was like, man, I want this thing to be as big as Nike. And, you know, it may be kind of far-fetched because you're like, Nike's one of the biggest, you know, out there. But I truly believe in you guys and, you know, your vision. You know, you guys really love what you do. And it just the message behind it is just so amazing. And I love how everyone's story of Rise and Shine, it means something different yeah. to everybody. Hearing some of people's stories is just very chilling in a good way because everyone has a different story and everyone has a different purpose in life. So being able to hear other people be vulnerable and resonate well with a brand that could easily very well not mean anything to them is huge. We went to, he competed earlier this month. Um, I think it was November 7th is when he competed. We went to this meet and we just saw so many Rise and Shine shirts and it just seeing that in person was just kind of like, wow, like this is what it's like. And it, we had people approaching us that had bought from the brand that told us like, Hey, this really means a lot to me. And it just, it was something different. And I felt very inspired in that moment because I was like, Holy crap, people believe in us and they believe in what our message is. And that's all you can ask for at the end of the day, we could make, zero dollars and be completely broke but if the brand resonates well with somebody and it inspires them to do better in their life and to take control of who they are and to follow their dreams and their passions then that's all that matters that's so that's true. all we want that is so true and it the brand really means a lot to me to you guys i will always support you guys i can't wait till the next one drops you know i'm getting me at least two because i i decked my brother out in it too you know and the only reason i'm not wearing it actually right now is because after the interview i have to get ready for um a memorial service with my uh my good friend 
but you know i you know i got nothing but love for you guys so um definitely continue all the great work i can't wait to help out and keep it going and i wish you guys nothing but success with it you've been our biggest supporter alvin you already know oh, well. <laughs> we, love it. we really do we we've talked about it quite a few times you're just you're our biggest supporter one of our biggest ones and we just we love it we love seeing you support us and we, we want to do the same for you of course so thank you uh, you guys have i mean it really wasn't for you guys like message like I, i'm my worst critic i swear to god i am and when yeah. i see messages from you and dom about like you know saying like you're really a natural at it and dom is like people's choice you know how dom is you know <laughs> like, get, get me all hype and stuff and i'm just like you know what this this is what it's about man you guys continue to push me so i just hope you know as much as you guys mean to me how much you guys push me i'm giving that back to you guys because you guys mean the world to me i want to see you guys succeed and you know i guess vice versa right so let, let's talk about dom a little bit though you know i had um <laughs> i had in our episode three you know i had him talk about you a little so let's let's talk about him it's only fair we reverse it up um i mean what do you want to know <laughs> well let's see i'm trying to remember how i phrased the question for dom um, I think I just asked him, you know, just basically, you know, what, like what you meant to him and everything. So how about you? What does Dom mean to you? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got Not all day. No, <laughs> Dom just is a very inspiring person and he has really helped me grow in a lot of ways that I probably would not have grown. Um, I'm sure I would have gotten there at some point, but he, he is really just one of a kind. You can't find anybody else like him. And I am very proud to be in a relationship with him and, you know, be able to powerlift with him to run a business together. We, I get to do a lot of things with him that most couples probably don't get to do with their partner. So I'm very blessed and grateful to be able to share so many things in common with him and different passions and he he is really someone i feed off of and um i get my knowledge from him in an aspect anyway <laughs> um, he i don't know he's he's just an overall really dope individual that you just you really don't get anywhere else he truly truthfully is just one of a kind you cannot get him anywhere else i just i love him to death so <laughs> That's so sweet. And it's so true. Like, that's one thing, like, you know, I, I'm so glad you guys, you know, moved Raleigh and, you know, Tina Girl, but damn it, I miss you guys being close. <laughs> you know, just feeding off that energy that Dom will bring and just his ideas. I mean, he is truly awesome. Um, you know, not to toot his horn too much, but, you know, <laughs> Dom, you know, you're great, man. Yeah. So. <laughs> definitely pushed me to do YouTube for sure. Yeah. I've been on the fence about it for such a long time that he was just kind of like, come on just start, just start doing it. So I did. And now here we are. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, here we are. Yeah. So are you ready for your uh, mailbag questions? Yes. Yes. Awesome. For sure. This is like everyone's favorite part of the show. <laughs> All right. So I got a uh, first question is from Ryan. He says, I'm trying to become a YouTuber myself, but I'm not sure where to start. What advice can you share with me? Hmm. Don't worry about having a camera. Don't worry about having the best camera. Don't worry about your background. Don't worry about anything. Just pick up a phone, pick up some kind of camera that you can talk to and just start. 
I edit on iMovie. I don't do, I don't have like high production skills, you know, I, I just kind of piece clips together and hope for the best. You just, you got to get started with it more than anything. You got to just dive into it. Don't let any other factors or other people tell you that you need X, Y, and Z. Just start, just start with recording something simple. It doesn't even have to be a long video. Like if you play video games, stream on Twitch, upload it to YouTube. It's that simple. It's, you just got to find ways to be creative about it while also being able to talk about something that you want to talk about, figure out what the purposes of your channel were, where you want to take it, how, how you want to go about it. Just have a certain plan in mind, but don't be afraid to just pick it up and start. I guess that's the best advice that I have anyway. <laughs> that's pretty much what I did. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to start doing this and just kind of wing it as I go. And then I started formulating a better plan and I was just like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. So it takes a little bit of, I guess, discomfort, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, but once you get past that level of discomfort, it gets a little bit easier each time. Awesome. That's some great advice right there. This one comes from Bailey. She says, what championships slash uh, medals mean the most to you and why? Hmm. I love how I just look back. Let me look at my collection. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to say my first meet medal, actually. Um, I competed in a very small federation called 365 Powerlifting for my first meet. and granted, I don't think I actually had any competition, so it was kind of like a landslide thing, but it was my introduction to powerlifting and it's what got me hooked. Even though I didn't have the best of days, I was instantly just like, wow, this is fun. I enjoy this a lot. So I think that's probably the first one that meant the most to me was my, you know, it was my first competition and it's, it started everything for me and then it just kind of blew up from there awesome it's all it's all about that first you know that first start that first whew, you know i mean just exactly. the ball rolling <laughs> all right this one comes from michael um you, i think that's the one i was telling you about earlier where he said did you play any sports in high school or in college i did so i have been an athlete my whole life i think i mentioned that as well mm-hmm. i started what did i do i started with softball i did softball bowling <laughs> Bowling, yeah. Weird, right? Yeah, um, shoot, bowling is intense if you play it with me. <laughs> right. It's an, uh, yeah, it's definitely intense with me, too. Um, I did softball, bowling. I did gymnastics for a long time. Um, so that's kind of where my powerlifting background started, I guess, with, like, muscle fiber twitch and whatever. But beside the point. Um, and then in high school or middle school, I did cheerleading. Um, high school, I did cross-country and track and soccer. And I think I did something else, but it's slipping my mind. But I ran cross country from my freshman year all the way to my freshman year of college. And then my sophomore year, I quit because I had a procedure done on my Achilles. Um, I used to run marathons. Oh, I did triathlons. That's what I was thinking of. I did triathlons in high school too, um, as well as marathons. Um, I ran a marathon my senior year, right before graduation of high school, and I almost blew out my Achilles and there was a tear inside of it. So I had to get a procedure done after my freshman year of college running cross country and track. So it, it kind of ruined that 
or not ruined, but it ended my running career. And then that's when I found powerlifting and then powerlifted my sophomore, junior, senior year of college. And now I'm still here. <laughs> awesome. That's crazy though. I didn't know you had that injury and that's amazing. You have to bounce back from that. Cause those are legit career ending injuries. Those Achilles. It's like when you lose that, whew, it's rough. Right. I don't even notice it anymore. Like I forgot that I actually injured it. Um, I don't feel any pain anymore. So that's, I'm pretty happy about that because it was pretty it was pretty painful. <laughs> yeah, like even when it rains, you know, they say when it rains, the old injuries just start aching and nagging. Yep. You don't feel anything? Um, no. I feel my back mostly. <laughs> oh, oh, tell me about it. Oh, <laughs> I have a bad back. Oh, I'll dive into that one day, but oof, I feel <laughs> you on that. All right. So um the next question comes from Nancy. Says, I love your bartending with Becca series. I must ask though, what do you prefer? Clear or dark? I feel like clear. that's like a big statement. Like, clear or dark, bro. <laughs> Without a doubt, clear. I I can't do it. I can't do dark liquors. I just I've tried so many times, but it just it doesn't taste the same to me. I love vodka. That's that's my biggest one, vodka. If you want to make me happy, buy me a handle of Tito's. That's all I need. I can make so many different drinks with it. With whiskey, you can't do that. I'm not going to go out of my way to make a whiskey margarita. You know, it's it's going to taste disgusting. But with clear liquor, I feel like you can do a lot more than you can with dark liquors anyway. Sorry, Nancy. It's not going to be no Hennessy shots with Becca. Sorry, Nancy. That was funny. <laughs> okay. That's what comes from Alexander. Ooh, this is Alexander from Germany. He, he is on the show last uh, last episode. Uh, he says, what is the most challenging obstacle you've overcame in your life? So it's about to get real personal for a second. I, I suffered from an eating disorder for a long time. Um, I dealt with anorexia and bulimia when I was younger. And it created a destructive eating habit when I got older, when I was in college, when I got to college, I only weighed about a hundred pounds at like 18 years old, which I mean, is obviously not very good. Um, I think it took me a long time to kind of really get it under control and realize that food was not my enemy. Um, it, it very much impacted my adult life and how I view food and, you know, it's, it's been something that I still battle to this day. And of course it's gotten so much better. And, you know, I've been to therapy for it. I have truly overcome it and I'm healthy, but it's the mental repercussions of it that have been hard. I've recovered physically and I've been recovered physically for a while, but the mental aspect of it is kind of what is hardest to come back from. Um, and that's part of the reason why I actually started powerlifting is I wanted to feel more in control of my body and I wanted to feel in control of what I was doing with it. So, you know, we have to, not everybody in powerlifting does this anyway, but I have a certain amount of macros that I eat and I don't force myself to, I guess, eat under that. I try my best to eat as much as I possibly can without harming myself or without, you know, just, <laughs> um, I guess just not, creating bad habits in that process. And it's it's been very enlightening for me. And I have felt the best I've ever felt when it comes to food because of that. Um, but like I said, it's, it's been a very long journey and 
you know, sometimes I still have instances where I'm like, I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't eat that. But then I'm like, why, why shouldn't I, why can't I? So it's, it's that constant question that I have to remember and be like, why can't I, who's saying no, who's saying I can't. And it's just me. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the most challenging thing I've had to overcome. Um, it still affects me to this day, but I, I've made quite a lot of progress since, you know, that first instance. Thank you, Becca. That's amazing that you, you know, have overcame that and that you are willing to share that too. I know that's very personal with you. So thank you. And thank you, Alexander, again, it's two weeks in a row. You come with these tough questions now. For real. <laughs> All right. This one comes from Brandy. She says, what do you like to do on your spare time? I like to video game. Um, so yeah, I, I've been playing video games for as long as I can remember. Um, so when I'm not in the gym, I'm not at work and I'm not doing something related to business or coaching or whatever, I love to video game. I really wanted to try and start, um, streaming on Twitch, but with the way my schedule is, it's very hard. Like after we get off this podcast, I have to go work out and then I have to write a client program. Then I have to do something for work. Like I'm always doing something. So it's hard to find the time to video game now, but it's, I've always loved it. And I try to pick it up as much as I can without it interfering with like my other day-to-day -day tasks. I must ask though, what's your favorite video game? Depends on what console we're talking about. Are we talking? Oh, PC? okay. Look at you. Spreading <laughs> out the consoles now. <laughs> okay. Um, Gee, well, I'm I'm a, I'm an Xbox guy, so let's say Xbox. Um, I think Halo Three or Halo Reach was my favorite when I was younger. Um, I loved Call of Duty when it was good. Um, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> um, I grew up playing the PlayStation. I had a PS One. I still have a PS One. Um, I had a PS Two. Never really got into PlayStation Three, Four, and definitely not Five, considering that price tag. But um, I switched to Xbox in high school. I played a lot of Minecraft. I played, I know it sounds nerdy, played a lot of Minecraft. I played a lot of a lot of different things. Um, I loved Left 4 Dead. I loved Black Ops Zombies. Um, just there's a, I can't really ever say what's my favorite. I'm one of those people, like I don't have favorite things. I love everything that I do. Like it's when I'm, when I love something, I'm all in. I love all of it. Um, I play the Switch a lot now. I still have an Xbox, but I've kind of ventured back into playing a Switch. Um, I've beat Breath of the Wild. I'm trying to get through the master mode right now. I love playing Stardew Valley. That's a really, really fun game. It's very relaxing. Um, okay. When I played PC, I played competitive Overwatch. <laughs> um, I don't play PC anymore. I do play The Sims, but that's I feel like that's different. <laughs> It's like Sims is life. What are you talking about, right? <laughs> this is one of those things where, like, you can put it down for two years and then, like, you pick it back up and you'll play it for six months straight. Like, no sleep, no eating. It's just one of those things. Yeah, you and my sister would be great friends because her favorite game is The Sims and Left 4 Dead. So, y'all would be tight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, this one comes from Terry. He says, what is your favorite and least favorite workout? Terry, is that my dad? <laughs> my dad's name is Terry. So. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, my favorite workout. Um, I think right now it's bench. Um, it really depends on how the block is going and what's moving and how my season's going. But right now it's for sure bench. My least favorite is 
Mm. Probably hip thrusts. I hate hip thrusting. I think it's so dumb. I've, <laughs> I've never enjoyed it. I, I understand the purposes of it and the science behind it and yada, yada, yada. But hip thrusting is just so boring to me. Like, it's not fun. There's no, there's nothing fun about it. You just have this weird pad sitting on your crotch the whole time. And like, you can feel the bar digging in and you're just like, this isn't fun. Um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm laughing because my coach um, from episode one, Coach Stone, um, I know you're going to watch this. He used to get on me about it because I have horrible hips. I have no rhythm. And he, he said one time, he said, damn it, Alvin, you keep doing it like that. Your girl's going to call me and I'm 60 something at the time. He could say, <laughs> That's why I started laughing. I'm like, oh, I feel you, Becca. I hate it. <laughs> oh, my God. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I still do them. I just don't enjoy them. Like, <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> right, and this one uh comes from anna this is uh one of the last ones it says what is your favorite music uh to get your mind right before you go work out or uh coach who i am a i am a metalhead to the core um i really love death metal i love hard rock i love the new wave of rock i love alternative music I have a very wide variety of music tastes, but when I'm about to go work out, heavy metal is my go-to, especially for meat day. I have a meat day playlist with all of my favorite songs, things that have really sick drops in it. Like, okay. <laughs> um, what's, what's the go-to song where you're like, I play this, this is it? It really depends. I kind of cycle through them. Um, I love Bad Omens. I love, gosh, I love In This Moment. I love, let me pull it up. There's other ones that I'm missing and I know it. I love Era. I recently discovered Era. Um, I really enjoy Chelsea Grin. You can't go wrong with a good Chelsea Grin song. True. Let me see. I've got a couple other ones that I like to listen to. Fit for a King. I love most of their songs. Um, their new album was actually a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Um, Knocked Loose, especially. I've really been getting into Knocked Loose recently. Um, they're a pretty good band. There's a couple others that I'm, I know that I'm missing that aren't that aren't on my playlist. But like when I find them, I'm just like, oh, I forgot about this song. <laughs> <laughs> that good old shuffle button. That's that's me. I'm like, oh what? Oh man, I got some snap on here. <laughs> Well, Becca, uh, thank you for giving me the time. I know about your busy schedule. We're about to wrap it up here. One thing I always ask my guests, though, because I'm a, I'm a quote guy. I love quotes. What's your favorite quote or something that was like drilled in your brain that you constantly like use to this day or pass down to like your clients or whoever? Never half-ass anything. Always give it your whole ass. I like that. <laughs> it's kind of funny too but it's so serious like never half-ass anything give it your whole ass i i like to call out my clients sometimes just be like hey don't half-ass this man like at least give it your whole ass that's something i've heard for a long time i don't know where it came from i really don't like i just heard it when i was younger and i was like i like that that's kind of funny <laughs> well, you're, you're owning it now that, that's your cult <laughs> yeah for all my peeps out there <laughs> Becca, thank you again. It's truly an honor to interview you. Uh, continue have a great workout, great, you know, coaching, just great everything, man, because you're great, you know? 
<laughs> well, thanks for having me. Seriously, I, I really appreciate it. It's my first podcast, so hopefully I was an entertaining guest for the most part. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You're, you're a natural at this, too, see? So who knows, you know? Put that in the pot now. I do want to say, as a side note to your question earlier about who actually inspires me, it's yes. the people around me that do inspire me, though. Like, it's not just me, of course, but it's hard to name people because, you know, you can find inspiration in anything and everything. So you just have to know where to look for it. And, you know, of course, I, I guess, inspire myself in a sense, but I am inspired by the randomest things. So just... I guess that's another quote to end off with too. You can look for inspiration in anything. You just have to actually look for it. I love that. Where can all the people find you? All my peeps and all of your, you know, your peeps. Um, Instagram is Beck D A Tank. Uh, okay. <laughs> so my YouTube. Um, <laughs> you can find me on those two platforms. I I have like Twitter and stuff like that, but the, they're all set to private because that's you know it's Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I use I I primarily use Instagram and YouTube, and suppose it's the same username for both of those. So um, just give me a shout on there if anybody has questions. I'm more than happy to answer them, especially if it's like you know powerlifting related or anything like that. You don't have to hire me as a coach. I'm more than happy to answer questions for people that ask. So awesome. So you guys make sure you follow Becca the Tank. Follow her on Instagram, YouTube. Check out her YouTube series, guys. I mean, it's it's very good, and she's getting better and better each time. Becca, again, thank you for your time, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks. I hope you do too. Thank you. Love to have you back on the show too. Okay, in the future. Sure, for sure. <laughs> I, I love that. Definitely. Have a great one. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye.